Dear gracious Father, Lord God, you are unstoppable, unshakable, unchangeable, Lord God. And Lord God, we just praise you, Lord, because you are on the throne. Lord God, I just, Lord, I just pray that that would just be uh, the melody of our hearts until the day we see your face. And Lord, I just pray that uh, today that this um, message that I will be bringing, Lord God, will be beneficial to your people and to be encouraging, Lord God. And I just pray that you will calm my heart and allow me to relax, Lord. And, uh, and Lord, we just love you. We thank you. And you and you alone is worthy of all the glory. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Uh, how you doing, family? You doing all right? And praise the Lord. Uh, my name is Alvin. I'm one of the elders here at MacGav Community Church. And uh, over the past season, this Advent season, we've been, um, um, there have been different speakers coming up. Um, we are a body who've been just blessed by having just a lot of able-bodied teachers. And so there's times during the year where we allow our, our pastor, Eric, uh, to sit down and um, give him time to be ministered to and, and allow you to hear a, a different voice as every um, teacher we have um, have a, a unique style to um, declaring the gospel message. Um, usually, we, we, we tend to go through the Bible chapter by chapter. But, but for this season, what we've been doing is we've been focusing on the coming of Christ, um, setting our hearts in the mood to praise him for this Advent season because he came the first time and beginning to um, help you create a desire to long and anticipate his return. Amen. And the way we've been doing this is that we've been doing first person narratives where each man has assumed the character of different uh, men in scripture um, so a couple of weeks ago, you heard from Joseph. Last week, you heard from Isaiah. And this week, you'll be hearing from Simeon. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. Oh, Lord God, you are so faithful. You're so faithful to keeping your promises, and I knew you would do it. I knew you would keep your promise of delivering or of, of bringing a, a Messiah to us. Lord, I thank you so much, Lord. Oh, Lord, I never thought that I would see this day. Well, actually, I did because you told me that I would see this day. You told me that I would not depart from this world until I laid eyes on my Lord, on my Savior. Oh, Lord, you are so wonderful, so gracious. And Lord, I, I, Lord, I just, I, just, I, I just think back to the day years ago when I, I came to you and I was struggling, Lord. I was struggling and I was at a place where I was just so sick and tired of being sick and tired. It was a day where I just walked the streets of Jerusalem and I was just looking at the darkness of the people, the darkness of 
the, the gloominess of, of the world. Lord, I was just, I was tired of seeing the Pharisees. I was just tired of being under Roman occupation. Just, just, just tired and weary. As I walked the streets of Jerusalem and having to just look at the Roman, Roman soldiers as they walk around in full garrison with their weapons and, and on their chariots, Lord, just waiting for the time where we would just resurrect or have a, a resurrection against them. Lord, I, I was just tired of the oppression of just being under a Caesar, a God who would place himself in your seat, Lord, as the ultimate king of this world, who would place a wicked man like Herod to be the king of the Jews. But it wasn't just the oppression of the Roman government that had me weary, but it was the, the leadership, the leadership that was supposed to point the people to you. And as I look at the Pharisees in their legalistic ways, their self-righteousness, their hypocrisy. And I look at the Sadducees and how they, they turned your temple into a flea market. The den of thieves, Lord, as they, they sold their, their quote-unquote unblemished lambs and, and their money-changing hustles, Lord. I was just tired of looking at the people of Israel and seeing them. Helpless, harassed, lost, without a savior. Oh, Lord, it's, it's painful to watch. It's hard to watch. And I remember that day I, I came down to the riverside, Lord, and I was crying out to you. Crying out to you in a way that I never cried before. I was at the point where my, my throat was dry and my eyes were swollen shut as they just just tried to strain as to look into the skies and in the hopes of seeing your face in the hopes of seeing comfort of being relieved lord oh lord i never wanted you so bad in my life i never wanted your your peace so bad in my life your your healing and not just for me but for the whole world And then, as the night grew darker, and it seemed like my, my voice it was just echoing, falling on deaf ears, deaf ears. At that moment, when I, in my complete broken and helplessness, I heard your voice, your Holy Spirit revealed to me. That I will see that day that you will fulfill your promise to bring a Messiah to the world. To bring a savior to the world. To bring that, that man, that person to the world who Isaiah and Jeremiah talked about. When Isaiah says, as one whom his mother comforts, so will I comfort you. You shall be comforted in Jerusalem. And he also says, break forth together in singing, you waste place of Jerusalem. For the Lord has comforted his people. 
He has redeemed Jerusalem. When I, I, when you revealed that to me, Lord God, I remember I was just there on my knees. And when I felt your spirit, I just fell back. Because at that moment, I felt a peace that I never experienced before. I felt a rest that I never experienced. And I just sat there. And I just became giddy with joy. Because that means if I'm going to see it, that means that time is closing in. That time of that time where it's been just years and upon years and years of waiting for is now coming. It's imminent. Oh, that next day I remember going into the streets of Jerusalem and I ran into Mary. And my other sister Mary, and I said, take those shackles off your feet. For now you will be able to dance. Dance, Jerusalem, for he is coming. And on that day, in the fullness of time, you led me to your temple. And on that day, uh, the, the, the Pharisees, they didn't bother me. On that day, the Sadducees. Yeah, I paid them no mind. And as I went into the temple, and it was crowded, as people were there bringing their tithes and offerings, and as well as women there for the purification. But through the crowd, I saw them. I saw him. And I began to, to push my way through the crowd. And as I and, and at each step, as I became closer and I, get, I, get, I, went, I got closer and closer and closer, my heart just became more and more just overwhelmed with joy. And when I reached them and I looked down and I saw my Savior cooing in his mother's arm. I, I picked them up. And when I held them, it was just that, that sense of wholeness, a sense of peace and joy. And it wasn't at that moment a peace that was based on the fact that I was not experiencing any sorrow or any pain. It wasn't the fact that there was no trouble, right? It wasn't a, a peace that was just built on the fact that uh, the, the absence, on the absence of just, just this dark world. But it was a peace that was based upon the presence of my Savior, and that's what peace is. And that's what peace is. Peace is not just being able to just find relief. It's not when the doctor gives you medicine. 
to get you over that flu. It's not peace that is just built on a truce between two countries battling. It's not a a peace that's just built upon changing the grand jury laws. It's not a peace that's just simply built upon fathers returning to their homes. It's a peace that is built upon a relationship. The one who is the Prince of Peace. The one who will eternally sit on a throne. I just couldn't believe that my, my puny arms held omnipotence. And Lord, on that day, you, you spoke through me. And I'm so glad that you did because I was tongue-tied. <laughs> but what you spoke through me was that this baby would be both salvation and judgment. That he would bring to salvation to those who would receive him. Who would repent of their sins and would seek peace in him. But for those who will continue in their ways, that will continue in their darkness, that it will be judgment. And then I looked that sweet woman in her face, the mother of my redeemer. And I had to tell her that one day she will suffer great anguish and pain as she watched what men will one day do to her child. And as I gave my Savior back to his mother, along came Anna who was a righteous, devout woman who also spent her life yearning and learning and longing for the day of Israel's redemption. And so as I spoke of Israel's salvation, she came along and began to prophesy that this baby was also the redeemer. What a wonderful day in the temple. I remember walking back to this, back down to this river. The place where you told me I would see him. And I just said, Lord, (laughs) I knew you would do it. I knew you would do it. You're so faithful at keeping your promises. And Lord, now I'm ready. I'm ready to depart in peace. But as I'm departing in peace, whereas Simeon is departing in peace, I pray that you are encouraged now to live in peace. Peace with knowing that you have now been reconciled to God. For those of you who have trusted in the redeeming work of our Lord and Savior. You have now are able to live a life of peace. Peace that will just give you uh, tranquility through the storms of this life. And I want to encourage you 
As scripture tells us to eagerly wait for his second coming. I pray that you will live a life in pursuit of peace. Not in pursuit of peace in the way that the world pursues it. But pursuing that peace in the sense of uh, praying that God's will will be done. Right? That his kingdom will come. That he will establish that peaceful reign. I pray that you will pursue peace in your, in your life by, by saturating yourself in the word of God. The thing that I loved about this character, Simeon, is that it said that he waited on the consolation of Israel. And I was so convicted when I read it because I had to ask myself, man, am I waiting? <laughs> you know, sometimes I can find myself just being in this place of, eh, Jesus come when he get here. You know, I do my thing. But to wait for God is to pursue him. You see, the story of scripture is a God who loved us. Right. Who pursued us. And now he has chosen us. It's our turn. Now we pursue him. And as we pursue him and we dive deeper and deeper into his word and he becomes more beautiful and more precious to us. The more we look at this world and we see the darkness and we, we become brokenness over it. But at the same time, we see the goodness and the peace that is coming. And as we live in this weird paradox of seeing brokenness and seeing goodness, our hearts begin to yearn and to long for our savior. When we get to the point where we are eagerly, Anticipating that great and wonderful day. (sighs) Let's read the passage. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel And the Holy Spirit was upon him and had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light of revelation to the Gentiles and for the glory to your people, Israel. And his father and his mother marveled at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel and for a sight that is opposed, a sign that is opposed, and a sword will pierce through your own soul also, so that the thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. Dear Gracious Father, Lord, we just thank you so much for your peace. Lord, I pray that we will be a body that would eagerly 
be waiting for your second coming. Lord, I pray as we we have to struggle through these tough times in our country, Lord, the time as we have to deal with the Fergusons and we have to deal with abortions and the fatherlessness, Lord, and and the fact that, Lord, it's, it's, a, it's a country that is moving forward and forward away from you. Lord, I pray that you will allow us to, to be able to speak peace in our community. Lord, I pray that you will allow the community to open their ears to hear the truth. The truth that ultimate peace is within you and you only. And it's in your name we pray. Amen.